Welcome to the B2B Brand 180 podcast. Thanks for joining me today. We're going to talk about everything related to all new things in marketing. And today we're going to touch on some AI technology. It's a hot new topic. I brought in Dan Melnick. He owns South Lake Consulting and he focuses primarily on the e-com space on the B2C side, but obviously they sell on the B2B side. He's from Dallas, Texas, which is exciting. He can tell us a little bit about that and can share a little bit of his expertise on his personal and professional expertise as well as his new product. So welcome, Dan. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, great. I'd love to hear a little bit about you and your company and maybe a quick snapshot of your product. Sure. Yeah. So I'm Dan Melnick. I guess you mentioned I live in Dallas, Texas. I've been here for about three years. I'm originally from the Chicago area, but essentially my company was sort of more out of need. I had a different startup, which is a fitness app. I didn't really know how to find good software developers. So I met my co-founder, Kasa Masood. And, you know, a couple of years later, this was in 2019, in 2021, that we started this company together. And we've we're coming out with this new product. It's an AI chatbot. Really um, focused on the e-commerce space, and we're really excited for this product. Well, that's awesome, Dan. That's great to hear. You know, there's so many different products coming out on the AI space, as you're well aware. They're integrating it with medical devices. They're integrating it with marketing and content marketing. They're integrating it with design. There's so many different strategies around that. So I'd love to learn a little bit more about how you guys differentiate yourself in the AI space with a product like yours. Sure. Yeah. So our vision at Southlake is to really make AI more affordable. Many of our competitors are focused primarily on like enterprise. We're focused on small to medium-sized businesses. So our product only starts at $199 a month. And so essentially how it works is from day one, we sit with our clients and have conversations, which we're doing that right now. Even though the bot is live, we have some clients that are have already bought it and that we're training them as we're building it for ourselves. So having conversations of their data. So for example, one client runs an e-commerce marketplace. So understanding their products, what they're selling, if people are asking questions. So from the marketing side, as you probably know, like the reason why most people don't buy is because they don't have enough information. So giving people information saying, hey, if somebody asks you in real time, why should I buy these jeans? Well, these jeans are high quality they're, that they're made in this country. You know, all these questions and handling objections on the spot and having live conversations. Also, we have clients that sell internationally, right? So if somebody's reaching you from halfway across the world. They want answers right then and there. So it's able to answer those questions in real time and also upsell. So if you're selling jeans, they might say, okay, well, if you bought these jeans, what do you think of buying this shirt? So it's upselling is increasing the average order value and really just um, um, providing as much information as possible. So there's a lot of sales components, you know, marketing aspects of this tool. And the cost only starts at $199 per month for 500 conversations or less. So I think it, it depends on how many conversations you have. It integrates with Instagram, Facebook, other social media uh, platforms and CRMs like HubSpot. So, When you say it integrates, is it tying it in from the perspective of actually being able to do the chat or is it tying it in from being able to gain the data that you're posting as a repository to be able to spit out the accurate information if somebody is using your tool? So like the data is tied back to a database but it's, you know, so like for HubSpot or for CRMs, it's tying it into feeding the data to HubSpot, for example. If okay. people are trying to gather customer information, like when it comes to 
social media platforms, they can chat on those platforms. So if somebody reaches you like an Instagram or Facebook messenger, they can have a live conversation at that time on that platform. And right. so from that standpoint, you know, it, it, it's, it's definitely a tool that can be like on your website, but it's also a tool that can integrate with these different some social media platforms. I can't tell you how many times I've been frustrated by using some of the virtual chats where you know that the answers are just generic and there's no value to it. So to be able to have a tool that actually is able to analyze your products and your services and some of the interactions and use that to, to your point to either provide additional product information or upsell is a huge value proposition for, I would assume, any e-commerce even a, even a B2B company that's interested in using it as part of their day-to-day work life to, to decrease the amount of interactions that there are. So I think that that's a, that's a great tool. Are there any other tools out there that do that type of work? That yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we definitely have competitors. I mean, like, um, you know, so there's one competitor that's charging, you know, like a, a bit more. We have some competitors that are charging over $60,000 a year, $25,000 a year. For similar types of tools. So yeah, it's definitely a competitive space and we're, I'm well aware of our, uh, of our competition. I think for us, it's understanding our customers, having these conversations with them and being available like in real time. So if they have questions, we can answer them straight away, get them resolved. And that way we can retrain like the bot too. So for example, some people might have new products coming out or different features and saying, hey, listen, like I need this retrained every month or every few weeks and we can work with that as well. It's really understanding what they need. It's really right. they can be able to market their products and sell their products in the most efficient way. It sounds like there's opportunity to use your product in mul- a multitude of different ways. How would you, as far as use case scenarios are concerned, what is the ideal scenario to use your product? Would it be at e-com site that was selling some series or some product line and and they want to cross-sell more effectively? Or, or is it something that maybe they like to integrate with other parts of their company? What would you say is an ideal use case for your product? I would say it's probably more like on a website. I mean, like in terms of e-com specifically, it's kind of the niche that we focused on, but I've had people reach out to me in different sectors, right? So I have friends of mine, I, like I live in Dallas, Texas, you know, and Dallas is a big hub for real estate. I have many friends in the industry and they're like, I need this product for my property management. So we're definitely looking at different use cases in different sectors, or for example, pest control. I think it's more of just a tool that can have like the best use case of a customer facing tool, even if it is B2B, we have some clients that are B2B. So it's just really making things as streamlined as possible. And like um, when I say B2B, it can definitely be a small business. It can be a medium-sized business, even large companies, because also many companies today are outsourcing their customer service teams in a sense of, you know, you're talking to people overseas or they're only like, you know, available to chat at certain times. This really minimizes like this friction. So if it's three in the morning, you can have a conversation right then and there, and you can serve people no matter where they're located. Right, right. And it seems like there's just a huge opportunity for that. And especially it sounds like the price point is at, actually at a really good spot where even a smaller size company can take advantage of something like that and actually grow their business and, and see an ROI if there is, like I said, opportunity to upsell automatically without having to get a person involved. So I'd love to, when I talk to AI experts, I'd love to get your insight on if we were to fast forward another five years, what do you see in the AI space? How do you see that being used in different applications? Can you give some or illustrate some examples of how you may 
share that information with the, with the audience today? Yeah, I, I think one thing for sure is the humanization of AI. I think that it's pretty good and it's pretty humanized, but I've seen, for example, of AI tools being able to call people and say, hey, listen, you know, I'm just following up. I wanted to reach out or, you know, or things like that. And so mm-hmm. I think the customer service role for sure is changing. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it's going to be, quote unquote, taking jobs away, but it's changing because you have certain things like cold calling or following up with people that many people just don't want to do. And you, you like have it on your calendar. Like I have to follow up with this person. I just don't want to do it. But AI can help solve that problem. You can delegate it to an AI tool and it can really call it. And I've seen clips of, of some tools actually being able to sell on the spot with, okay. like, uh, uh, with an AI call. But I think one of the biggest challenges right now is, is essentially adding this human aspect of it. Because if somebody's calling you and they sound like a robot, you can tell. I think it's exactly because, so. I think it's just making it more humanized for sure. I think it's also making it more high level. So, for example, it, it can different applications. So, if like, if you're scanning things, or maybe there's there's more applications for robots. But I think once again, certain jobs mm-hmm. are not going away, and we're still very far away from you know robots or AI replacing a lot of these jobs because there's still a human element and you still have to prompt it correctly. If it's not being prompted correctly, it's not going to give the right answer. So it's important to really prompt it correctly and have that human aspect of it. Right. Yeah. No, I noticed that. Yeah, I would definitely chat in some of the other tools. I mean, I think you have to give it proper amount of, you have to give it, it's always like, you know, depends what, what, what information you feed in is really the information that comes out, right? So if that information that you feed in is validated and accurate, of course, the information that comes out will be you know, equally as validated and accurate. And I think with some of these tools that we're talking about, it's important to keep that in mind because otherwise you're just you're just guessing through this process. No, it sounds like it's a great tool for, frankly, like many different types of businesses. Are there other parts of an organization that could use that? I see it as a marketing and sales tool. Is it something that ops could use or could it be used on the finance side or is it mostly... Just outreach to current customers or prospects to try to help with the sales process. Yeah, I mean, I think this tool in particular is more focused on that. I think AI has use cases, for example, like when it comes to finance, just streamlining the finance process. I think really taking some of these manual things and operations or finance of SOPs or typing up documents or things that we're spending a lot of time on. You know, especially when you're an entrepreneur or a small business yeah. owner, there's all these tasks. You have so many things. It's a never-ending to-do list, but it's taking those things and automating it, doing it for you in a good manner. So I think as time goes on, those things are going to be much more streamlined and way easier. But I think as of right now, it's like it's still not there yet. And it's machine learning, right? So exactly. it's learning exactly. to improve and it to be better. All these different, uh, I've seen so many different use case. But like, um, one thing I always tell people that everybody has to be aware of because there are many companies saying that they're AI or using AI to become this kind of buzzword, but not like I've met with people who have AI in their company, but there's no AI application. There's very minimal AI involved. So it's really important for people to understand also like just because somebody's saying AI, their company is not AI, doesn't actually right. mean that they're, that they're using AI. So just everybody should be cautioned about that as well. What do you see as far as AI consideration and potential risks for using the product in the future, especially when it comes to, you know, legal issues or policymakers and other things? Because, you know, it's kind of relatively new, right? We're just kind of getting going and figuring this out. And, you know, 
the more something grows, the more people they want to get their hands in it. So I guess I'm just wondering, how would you envision some of that playing out in the future on the on the maybe the government side or the legal side or the policymaker side? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that, that we've seen this already. I mean, there are certain companies like, you know, I've, say, I've heard stories of, you know, companies like Meta and Amazon firing people for coding yeah. and, and chat GPT because chat GPT, people have to think it's, like it's, it's open AI, right? It's not right. like an LLM. It's very similar, but you need to have right. like your own LLM in order to not expose your data. So if you're going to use ChatGPT, something is confidential information. If you have an NDA, it should not be used like in ChatGPT. So I think from that standpoint, for a government or a legal perspective, if you have confidential information, you have to understand that ChatGPT, you know, the current version as it is, is an open source platform. And you're basically putting all your information out in the open. Now, if you're using like there's, I think, GPT-4 or different models, like if you're paying extra, you can keep that data enclosed. But still, there's concerns of how secure is that really? I mean, where's the server being hosted? So that's something that you're really concerned about. You should have your own LLM and not worry about those things. So I think that's a concern. I think one concern for sure is I think people still need to be involved. And actually, as human beings, we have to be thoughtful. You say, yeah, I guess a resource, not as a crutch doing things for us. Mm-hmm. No, that's a great point. I mean, sometimes, you know, we utilize it, the tool and I think it helps build the foundation of what the final end product will be, but not necessarily be the exact end product. So I just want to take a moment and thank our audience today for listening in. If you like what you hear today with Dan, please like, share, or subscribe. We want to increase our followers and we would love to have you help with that process as well. I also, I'd love to, Dan, learn, ask you a question just for the audience that maybe doesn't really understand AI, if you were to simplify it, how would you explain AI to somebody that's like, I don't know what chat is. I've never used it. I have no idea what AI is. Can you illustrate how you would communicate that in layman terms? Yeah, sure. I would say it's just having human conversations in real time using technology, right? So I guess uh, just to simplify it even more, it's like if you're the same way that you're texting, you're able to do that with a machine, but it's very high level and it can, you know, actually answer your questions in real time as opposed to these chatbots like of the past where, you know, when you're calling customer service and you're like, just keep pressing zero. And by the time that you actually reach somebody, you're just so annoyed. So it's really exactly. changing that narrative and improving the customer service and you know, also the sales and marketing experience. Yeah, it's such an amazing space and it continues to grow and change, which is super exciting. You know, I love to learn about, I I love to learn from AI experts and the perspective that you have on that. Do you want to tell the audience a little bit about your business, Southlake? Sure, yeah. So I'm Southlake Consulting. We do software development, but our focus right now is helping e-commerce companies. So we do and work in high-level technologies like blockchain, AI, machine learning. We build out custom products as well really helping our, comp- our clients scale in different ways. So we are working with uh, marketing as well, you know, running Google ads and running Facebook ads and helping our clients scale in whatever way possible. Right. So you're definitely focused on the growth aspect of your clients as well. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Are you a national or are you more regional or statewide company? So, so we work with people mostly in the U.S. My co-founder's in Pakistan, but we really do focus like, on the U.S. market. We're a U.S. company that we're based in Dallas, Texas. That's great. So do you mind sharing, probably just wrap up here shortly, maybe share with the audience where they can get in touch with you. Maybe, I don't know if you're going to be having this product on your Southlake website, maybe the URL around that and how they can connect with you on LinkedIn, Dan. 
Sure. Yeah. So it's going to be live on our website, southfleetconsulting.com. And on LinkedIn, I'm just Dan Melnick. And also like on Instagram and Twitter at Dan P. Melnick. I'm pretty active on both those platforms. So just reach out to me. I'm more than happy to chat more about our services and our products. Well, thank you for joining me today. Uh, it was great to have you. It's exciting to learn about your new product. I think that's going to be a huge development to help with the customer service process, help with the sales process, help the cross sell. I mean, it sounds like a dream come true to me. Thank you for joining me. And just uh, a shout out to the audience. If you like uh, what you heard today, please like, share, and subscribe. And thank you so much for joining me on the B2B Brand 180 podcast. Thank you. Thank you.